so much um, in my brain has been tangled up and I never knew it was tangled to start with. <laughs> you know, it's just been so interesting to watch it work. Yeah, that may that what you just said may be the very beginning of the episode. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Real Life Weight Loss Podcast. We are doing something today that I don't think we've ever done on this podcast. We are skipping right past the intro music and all of that fun stuff, and we are getting straight into this episode because it is going to be unbelievable. You're going to get a chance to meet the amazing Julie York and hear her story about her journey from crash diet after crash diet after crash diet to seeing family members and friends shunned and rejected because of their weight to what she referred to as a hurricane of life-altering stress. And oh my gosh, just wait until you hear about it. It, <laughs> it totally lives up to that description. It is absolutely a hurricane of life-altering stress. And then finally, she gets to this quote. This is a direct quote from what she shared. She said, I was completely overwhelmed and I was exhausted. And weight loss was the last thing I wanted to think about. But I still tried to cram it in there. And then when I couldn't do it or stick to it, what went through my brain was, you're not disciplined. You have no self-control. If you would just try harder, you could do this. You're not trying hard enough. And she said, I felt very incompetent. And I was just losing in the self-esteem and self-worth category. I went through a really dark time and I just didn't care anymore. I was trying to lose weight to avoid the pain of rejection from being overweight. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you guys, carve out the time. This episode is a little bit longer than my usual episodes, but it is so worth it. It is golden. I promise you're going to get so much out of it. So without further ado, let's roll the interview with Julie. All right, guys, I am here with the absolutely incredible Julie York. But Julie, just start off, if you will, just tell us a little bit about your story, kind of, you know, a little bit about your life and health and weight loss journey, what you've tried or what you haven't done, or just anything you'd like to share about you and your life. Oh, well, thank you, Corey. First of all, just let me really express my appreciation for you allowing me to be here. Oh, my gosh, it's, it's my privilege to have you here. Absolutely. Um, you have just been an incredible um, support for me, and I cannot, I just cannot thank you enough for the, the love and support and encouragement you have given me on my weight loss journey, and just not that only, but really helping me change my life, and uh, I just, it's just my pleasure and my honor to be here with you. Truly, it's my honor, and, and, and your words mean so much, but um. Uh, I just appreciate you being here. So tell us, tell us about you. Tell us about your life. Well, really, I'm just a down-to-earth country girl. I live on a farm. My husband and I, we have poultry houses and we have a lot of beef cattle. And so we like doing things outdoors and we just, we're hardworking people. Um, I grew up in a wonderful family. I had mom and a dad and two brothers that we were all really, really close and supportive of each other. And uh, it was just a, a really idyllic childhood, you know, to be honest. Um, and not only was our little family of five close, but we were really close with our cousins and our aunts and uncles. And so we just enjoyed being together. Um, but what was interesting in the way I grew up is that weight loss was something that was just very normal conversation for us. Hmm. Um, someone was always on a diet, it seemed. And so that was just 
normal for me to see people go on a diet and go off a diet and, you know, go up a few pounds and come down a few pounds. And so that was just, it was just really normal for me. And so the part about that though, that was difficult for me to see was that there were certain family members who really struggled with their weight. And not only did they struggle with the number on the scale, but they struggled with, you know, how people accepted them and their self-worth was affected. Um, and so as I witnessed that growing up, I thought, you know, I really want to avoid that pain. I, I don't want that to happen to me. And so I was really conscientious about keeping my weight down. Um, so I would, you know, as, as I was younger, it was, pretty easy to keep my weight down. I was really active and, you know, I, if I put on a, a couple pounds extra, I could pretty much work it off. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, then as I got older, it was a little more challenging to do that. Sometimes I would let myself get 10, 15, maybe even 20 pounds a little heavier than I should have been, or I felt like I should have been. And so I would go on these crazy crash diets. You know, I did slim fast and I've done whole 30 and I've done the Adkins diet and whatever it was, it was always some sort of elimination diet. It was how fast can I get these pounds off so that I can go back to normal life. And that's really how I felt. Um, and I thought that was really the way things were done. Um, so I have been doing that same yo-yo thing for 30 years. Mm. Um, and it, I thought it worked for me, you know, <laughs> that's the funny part now looking back is that, you know, I thought, Oh, that's, this is how it's done. You know, you, when you go on a diet, you just get really disciplined and, you know, you just kind of get your nose to the grindstone and you just tough it out. And then when you're, when you've lost the weight you needed to lose, then you can just kind of go back to normal life. Um, but then about, it was about 10 years ago, I began a series of, honestly, it was like a hurricane of life altering stressors, <clears throat> excuse me, that happened just over and over and over. It was just wave after wave after wave. And I just couldn't get my bearings. I really couldn't. So um, it started out that I was, um, I got really sick and I ended up being diagnosed with lupus. Um, but it took a long time for them to figure out that that was my problem. I spent almost a year with a doctor trying to play with medications and trying to get me to where I was, could even function. You know, I couldn't go up and down stairs. Uh, there was a certain point where I really couldn't get out of the bed and, um, and help myself at all. I was really dependent on others. And that was a very low point for me, um, going from a very active person to a person who really couldn't do anything was terrible for me. You, so do you mind if I, if, and if you don't want to share this, that's perfectly okay. But you said 10 years ago that happened. So just to give us a little context, do you mind sharing how old you were 10 years ago when that happened? I was 41. I'm okay. 51 now. So I was about 41 when that happened. 
Okay, go ahead. Continue. Um, no, sure. So um, anyway, after I kind of gotten got leveled out with that, um, you know, another wave and another wave and another wave had happened. Um, my father was in a car accident, and when he was in the car accident, it um, it left him as a quadriplegic. Hmm. Um, so we dealt with you know, a couple of years of being back and forth in and out of hospitals and in and out of rehabs and trying to get him to where he could um, be able to be back at home with my mom. We got him home with my mom and then my mom's health started declining rapidly. So then it was back and forth in the hospitals with her and rehabs with her. And, and then all of that was with me living an hour and a half away. Um, and I was the I was the person responsible for their care. I was responsible for their finances and for their home. And I was really their manager or, and, and still am. Um, so that was just an incredible time of pressure for me. I felt like I was in a pressure cooker, really. Um, and so in, in the, all of that, I was still trying. I thought I was trying to kind of take care of myself as best as I could. Um, there would be periods where things would slow down just a little bit and I would think, oh, okay, now this is my time that I've got to lose a little bit of weight and I've got to take care of myself so that I can be strong for the next round. You know, that's really how I felt. Um, it's like, it's like you had to, to cram weight loss in, in between your life, right? It's not like weight loss. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was, it was either or it was, I couldn't do both. And I was so frustrated at myself because I couldn't do both. Mm. But now here I was, I was trying to be responsible for my parents. I was still trying to work full-time job on my farm here at home. I was still trying to be a wonderful mother to my three teenage boys. I was still trying to be a great wife to my wonderful husband, trying to take care of everything in my home. <laughs> and and I was, you know, I was wondering, why am I stressed out? Why am I, you know, overwhelmed? But that was my whole issue. I was completely overwhelmed and I was exhausted. Mm. And weight loss was the last thing that I wanted to deal with. But yet, but yet, I still tried to cram it in there. And so when I was unsuccessful about being able to, to lose weight or stick to a weight loss program, what went through my brain was, well, you're not disciplined. You have no self-control. If you tried harder, you'd be able to do this. You're not trying hard enough. And so it was that constant talk to myself, talk to myself, talk to myself, where it was just, I was beating myself up. It's your fault. It's all, it's, it's your fault. You should be able to do it all. Why can't you do it all? Everything be the mom, be the wife, be the incredible daughter to your parents and your ailing father and take care of everything and take care of yourself and lose weight and all of it. And if you can't, then you're a failure and you're, you're unworthy. Exactly. Exactly. So I felt very incompetent. You know, I felt like I didn't, I, I, I was just losing in the self-esteem and self-worth um, section of my mm -hmm. life. I just could not get it together. Um, and then the final traumatic straw in all of this um my 16 year old son passed away he was in a car accident 
and he passed away. Um, and that just sent me into a terrible downward spiral. Um, not only did I have still all the same pressure that I'd had before, now I was adding terrible grief on top of that. And with that grief, you know, came all kinds of feelings of guilt, um, all kinds of things that wrapped up in my brain of, you know, maybe if, if I had done something different, this wouldn't have happened or those, those types of feelings. And so I went through a really, really dark time. Um, I really didn't care anymore. I didn't care if I lost weight. I didn't care if I took care of myself. I just, I didn't care about really anything. Mm. Um, but thank God through all of that, my heavenly father, and I believe in a heavenly father who loves me dearly and supports me through every bit of that. He sustained me to be able to continue putting one foot in front of the other. Um, and he finally got through to me and he said, you know, you don't want to stay here. You've been here in this pit long enough. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. So this was my bright idea as I was going to move forward. I think you'll find this funny. So my bright idea was, okay, now it's time to start taking care of myself again. What kind of diet can I go on so that I can lose weight? Hmm, let me think. So I thought, okay, let's do the whole 30. I'd, I had done whole 30 many times. So I thought, well, that sounds like a pretty good, good way to go. So the only way I figured that I could get myself ready to do a whole 30 was to start listening to a bunch of podcasts <laughs> and seeing if I could kind of get my motivation worked up so that I could start. So I was listening to all these things and lo and behold, one of your podcasts came through as one of my recommendations. So as I was listening to others, yours came through as a recommendation. So I thought, well, real life weight loss, you know, that sounds pretty good. I kind of <laughs> like to learn how to live in a real world and lose weight at the same time. So I started listening to you. Um, and it was so funny. Some of the things that you were saying was so contradictory to what I had always believed and what I had always thought. And I was like, I'm just not so sure about this. But there was something about the way you spoke. And there was something about how honest you were that just kind of intrigued me and kept me listening. And in fact, there's, there's this one tagline you use a lot that you say, um, if you don't believe me, that's okay. Keep listening and I'll keep working on you. <laughs> and so right. I really, really thought that, okay, I'm going to keep listening. I'm going to let him keep working on me. So that's how I found you. Oh my goodness. I feel like, I feel like that's enough for, I, I guarantee some people have to grab their tissues because of the story <laughs> you just shared, but I, I feel like that's more powerful than most episodes I do right there. If we just stopped, but my goodness, there's so much, there's so much there. I want to go back and just unpack a few things. I kind of made some mental notes here about stuff that you shared going back to your childhood. And one was, it sounds like growing up, guys, don't miss this. For Julie, the diet mentality was ingrained into her. She saw it all around her growing up as a child. Everybody, somebody, oh, what diet are you doing now? Oh, what diet are you doing? 
people were always trying to lose weight or losing weight and then gaining it back and losing weight and gaining it back. So Julie, even though you don't realize it, I would argue that that really, really impacted you. And you just assumed like, oh, that's the way it works. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? Exactly. And I never really put that together until I started really paying attention to my thoughts. But yeah, I, I just really thought that was a normal way of, of dieting. I thought that was just normal for everybody that, you know, we all had those struggles. And I really felt like it was only the people who were really disciplined mm -hmm. that could keep it off. Yeah. It's only, it's only those weirdos, those fitness freaks that are like, <laughs> that have like the military type discipline and, 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 the, you know, willpower and stuff like that. The, the other thing that really jumped out at me from what you shared about your childhood was when you decided to try to lose weight at some point, maybe early, you know, adolescence or early adulthood, it wasn't, Oh, I really want to do something great for myself. Oh, I really want to get in shape. It was, it seems to me, it was more out of fear because you had seen how other people had suffered in your family and in your circle of friends from being overweight. They had suffered socially or in some other way. So it was like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to suffer those consequences. So I better lose weight. Is that, would you say that's correct? I think that's exactly correct. I was trying to avoid the pain of, of, uh, of everything that I had seen before, you know, I had seen my I'd seen my mother shunned, even from family members, I'd seen her shunned and I'd seen her cry so many times. Mm. Um, and it was, it was heartbreaking to witness that. And, you know, I, I knew there was nothing that I really could do, or I didn't feel like there was anything I could do to help her. But I knew that I did not want to go down that same painful path. Right. And that guys, that right there, what Julie just shared, it, it absolutely breaks my heart. And that is the reason I do what I do because weight loss goes so much deeper than just, oh, you need to get your cholesterol down. Yes, that's important. Cholesterol, blood pressure, blood sugar, all those things are important, but it goes so much deeper to, to these emotional elements, to feeling like a failure, to having, God forbid, I mean, it happens, guys, to having family members or friends shun you or look at you differently because you're overweight or because, man, why can't they get it together? Why can't they just keep that weight off? And this is a, this is not, <laughs> like I always say, there's a, we're looking for a really simple answer to a really complicated question. Like this is a life question. This isn't just a, a, a weight loss question. And so it just, it breaks my heart to hear that, Julie. The, the last thing that you, or one of the, the last things that I, I wanted to mention that you shared about was how you, you know, the, the concept of like which diets worked or which diets worked for you. And it's so funny because you I believe fall into the same trap that almost everyone falls into. And it's like, okay, that diet and you pick, pick a diet. It doesn't matter. Whole 30, uh, weight watchers, the Mediterranean diet, Atkins, whatever. It doesn't matter. Oh, that diet worked for me because I lost weight. Well, as I've said on the podcast before, if you didn't keep the weight off, then it didn't work for you. Like, I mean, <laughs> you know, like if you, if you get cancer, you'll lose weight. If somebody locks you in a room and starves you to death, you'll lose weight. But that doesn't mean it works for you. There's a million different ways to lose weight. But what works is something that works with your lifestyle long term. And if, it, if you're doing some diet, anyone out there listening, that doesn't work with your lifestyle long term, if you can't a week or two weeks into, into the pro, pro program or process or diet, go, wait a minute. Okay, yeah. This isn't horrible. It's different. It's different. And it's challenging at times, but like, it's okay. I can see, I can see myself progressing and, and doing this. If you can't do that, then stop that diet, stop that thing and do something else. So um, the last thing I want to mention, I just want to um, 
first of all, Juliet, you know this, but I want to give you my love and condolences about your son. Now, just to tell you guys just what an incredible jewel that Julie is. <laughs> um, as many of you know from listening to the podcast, my mother passed away really unexpectedly back in March of 2021. And Julie had been a member of the Inner Circle Coaching Group for, I don't know, maybe six months or a year. I don't know, some, something around that. And she personally reached out to me and she never said, this is what's so amazing. She never said, oh, Corey, I know exactly how you feel. I lost my son, you know, a year ago or two years ago. Forgive me, Julie. I can't remember exactly how long it was, but she never said that. She just reached out to me and was comforting and consoling and said she would pray for me. And then only later, only later did I find out about her son. And so then we, we kind of bonded over that, obviously, but she just reached out with tremendous love. And Julie, you know this already, but that means so much to me. And it's just a testament to the kind of incredible human being you are. So thank you for that. Oh, you're more than welcome. You know, it's when you've been in similar shoes, I think it's easier to reach out and lend someone a helping hand. And, and that's how I've always felt that even though these, these circumstances that I've been through, these trials that I've been through have been challenging, the one thing that has helped me be is more compassionate to other people who are in difficult situations. It's made me uh, more sympathetic towards, towards their plight too. So um, I'm thankful that I can see um, glimpses of gifts amidst circumstances. Yeah. I think that's important to find, always find a silver lining. There's always one there. Now, sometimes it's really difficult to find. <laughs> You have to look really hard, but there's always something positive to find. And that is because you make a choice to find it, right? Like, you know, we guys, we all know, we, we get, we see what we look for, you know, we, we find what we are actively looking for. And so, you know, when Julie's searching for a silver lining, even though it might just be a tiny little faint silver line, she finds it. And that's just a the beautiful thing about having an incredible perspective. So, um, okay, let's, let's take a deep breath, get our tissues, put, put our tissues down and let, let's move on. So, um, you kind of touched on this already to a, a little bit, Julie, but looking back at your diet and weight loss experience, what kind of really just drove you nuts about, you know, those past attempts and just the, you know, the diet industry and weight loss industry in general? Oh my goodness, the promises that it would be so easy, you know, <laughs> and I found it not to be easy at all. You know, um, if I was really putting, you know, putting my nose to the grindstone, oh yeah, I could lose weight. That was no problem. But then if I wanted to, to be normal, I would keep saying that word, but that's really how I felt. If I really wanted to be a real person, then I had to give up all that stuff. Um, and so that was very frustrating for me. And I think that just further ingrained into my psyche that, you know, if you want to lose weight, then you're going to have to give up everything you like, everything you enjoy. And weight loss is hard and weight loss is no fun. And being healthy just really stinks. And that's kind of, I mean, it just kind of spiraled from there. It, it, here's what's funny. And I don't even know if you realize you did this, but like you started with what drove you crazy was how easy they said it would be or how easy they made it seem. And then you ended with weight loss is hard and it stinks or what. So my point is, is like, isn't it funny guys? Cause I guarantee people have had the exact same experience that you just outlined. 
it's like all these pie in the sky promises, lose 20 pounds in 21 days or do this or do that and eat all your favorite foods and blah, 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 blah. And they make it sound like the easiest thing. And it's just that there, there's something you don't know. There's some secret supplement and there's some secret combination of foods and this and that. And then you get into it and you, and then because they made it seem so easy, when you struggle, you don't think like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't really easy after all. Instead, you just think, God, I suck. And like, I, I just don't have what it takes. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So moving on from that, let's, let's shift gear. So you started listening to this, you, this crazy guy popped up on your podcast feed and he was saying all this really weird counterintuitive stuff about weight loss. And you were like, okay, I'm going to want to keep listening. So what eventually kind of pushed you over the edge and you thought, okay, I, I think I'm going to give this a shot. Honestly, what you talked about just a, a few minutes ago, you, um, on one of your podcasts, you started talking about, you know, let me just ask you all these weight loss attempts that you've had when you've lost weight and regained it and lost weight and regained it. That's not being successful. You know, how is that working for you? Is that being successful if you can't keep it off? And I thought, Hmm, you might have something there. <laughs> um, and then in another episode, you talked about, you know, if you really want to, to change your life, then there are multiple diet plans that will change your life. There are multiple diet plans that will make that scale move, but you have to be, you have to get behind that program. Mm -hmm. You have to get behind it. And so I thought, okay, I have tried all these other funky little things. Why not? I'm going to get behind this. And so I joined that day and I honestly have not looked back since I am a very determined, some might call it stubborn person, but I was absolutely 100%. I'm going to do this. And so, and, and my gosh, it just works just <laughs> exactly like you said it was going to. And I've just, been so overwhelmed with the peace now that I have not overwhelmed with all my anxiety and circumstances and and bullying myself but I have been overwhelmed with the joy and peace that I have found because of it mm. now let's let's be clear because Julie was like and it just it works like it works just like you said it does so we're not on here, <laughs> Julie and I aren't on the podcast today saying, and it's just so easy. That's not what we're saying. Uh, like, Julie just said right before that, like, and I'm just stubborn. And so I just got behind it and committed to it. And like for Julie, it was very much a process like it is for everyone, but because she guys, this is so huge. What she just mentioned, if you're going to have success with anything, I don't care if you ever or never sign up with the inner circle and my coaching program or what, anything that if you're going to be successful, you have to believe in it and you have to commit to it. If you don't believe and commit, then you're, then you're done. You're toast because as soon as things start to get rocky, you're going to abort ship. So Julie building that belief and going, okay, I'm going to choose to believe in this crazy Corey guy and in what he's telling me. And I'm going to believe in this program and I'm just going to be stubborn and I'm going to do it and just see like that's what led to her success and when you when people do that they normally have incredible success so julie coming out like where you are so how long have you been in the inner circle at this point uh, i've been in nine months oh wow nine months okay i was not even a year incredible okay so 
I'm going to throw kind of three questions at you. You can answer some, like you, you can do kind of a combination of all or pick one out or whatever, but like at this point, nine months into the process, um, what's most different for you now? Um, and, and if you will kind of share a little bit about your results that, that you've achieved, because people may, you know, they may th- think you've lost 10 pounds or they may think you've lost hundred pounds, but share a little bit of that if you don't mind, but then also share either maybe what's most different for you now, what has surprised you the most, or what's been the biggest like game changer light bulb aha moment for you? Sure. Um, well, at this point, I'm currently down 30 pounds. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Um, But what's more exciting about that is that I really don't care so much about that number anymore. You know, and that was the the strange thing. I really thought, oh, you know, that that magic number is what makes me feel good. That's what's going to give me self-esteem. That's what's going to give me confidence. But it's not. Um, What has really dramatically changed for me is the way I think about myself. Um, I don't belittle myself anymore. Um, That has been so freeing for me. I really was quite mean to myself most of the time um, in my earlier years. You know, when I wasn't successful, when I couldn't keep the weight off, it was, you know, I would I would repeat to myself, you are just, what is wrong with you? What, you know, why can't you get it together? You know, you're just not working hard enough. Um, And I would say very, very negative things to myself, things that I would never say to anyone else. Mm. Um, But I, I just couldn't keep the weight off. I couldn't, I just couldn't. But I found out through your program that it was because I'm not loving myself. You know, I believe that other people love me. I believe that God loves me, but I did not love me. Um, and so I've, I've put some parameters in place. I've put some boundaries in place. I've started prioritizing um, not myself over others, but I've started making what I need important too. For a long time, you know, back when I was dealing with all the th- these things with my family, I was taking care of everybody but me. Um, and I think I kind of got it a little to the extreme point of making sure that I took care of everyone else's needs, that my needs were not important, but their needs were. Um, and so I have learned now or am learning um, that it's okay for me to have needs too. And it's okay to put boundaries up and it's okay to say no, um, that I'm important too. And what's interesting is I have found that to be true. Not only am I happier and that I see more value in myself, but I see others in a better way too. Yes, 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 yes. I was about to say, not only is it okay, it's needed. And it is a positive thing because everything Julie just talked about guys. Oh my goodness. I know some of you are connecting with it and some of you are maybe not, but for those of you that are not connecting with it, I encourage you to rewind and listen to that again, because it's the most powerful stuff ever. She talked about learning to love herself, self-love. And 
it made her life better. And then it also made her relationships with other people better because guys, there's nothing more powerful than what you, when you learn to love and accept yourself, and maybe you need to forgive yourself for something too, but all of those things, they only make your life better and everyone else's life around you better through your relationships with them. Because when you love and accept and forgive yourself for whatever, then you automatically that overflows and you begin to love and accept and forgive other people. It's just the way it works. It has a positive effect on your weight loss. It has a positive effect on your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, everything there. It is a win-win situation. I've talked about it before on different episodes. So, and Julie is a poster child for this. Like she is, she's just unbelievable. Just she's, she's gone through an amazing transformation when it comes to self-love and I'll never forget her last, well, I say last, like there are no more, Julie, but the, the last, one of the last check-ins you did in the group when you were like, yeah, I weighed, because we only weigh like once a month. And she's like, yeah, this was my week to weigh. And I weighed, and I think, what did you, lost another five, six pounds? What was it, Julie? Another six pounds. Yeah. She's like, I lost another six pounds. And she's like, but you know, honestly, I really don't even care. It's, and, and I was like, what? And, she, and it was like, she had transcended like this whole weight loss rat race. She, I, I jokingly said like, oh, she can, she can see the matrix now for those of you who are big matrix fans like me, but like she, she gets it and, and she's just living life and just loving herself, loving herself with her food choices, loving herself by exercising and being active, loving herself by not mentally berating and beating up on herself. And you know what happens? She loses six pounds, but it, it doesn't make her a breaker if she loses six pounds or if she doesn't lose any. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Um, okay, Julie, next up, what is, and we may, we may have been stomping all around this already. What's the number one thing that you want people to know? Like if you were still out there listening, what would you want to say to the old version of yourself? And this does, this doesn't, you know, need to be about the inner circle or anything like that. Just, just about your overall perspective and approach to food and weight loss. Definitely to just open your heart to hearing something new and different that there might be something more for you to learn. And, and who knows the new things that you learn might be just what you need to completely change your life mm. because that's what happened to me. I thought I knew it all, um, but I didn't know anything really. <laughs> and what's so cool now is that the more I find out, the more I learn, the more I realize how much I still need to learn. So it's, you know, it's a never ending process of, you know, learning new things and becoming better as we go along. Um, one of my very favorite quotes, and I use this as kind of a, a, a life mantra, do the very best you can until you know better. And so I learned better. I learned better. And so now I'm doing the very best I can at this moment until I learn something better. And I will keep doing that until I draw my last breath. That is a beautiful, how have, have you ever shared that in the group before? That quote? No, I don't think so. My goodness. I was about to say, how have I missed that? I'm going to have to, man, that's incredible. Do the very best you can until you know better. Mm -hmm. That is huge guys. That's so, because that's all we're doing, right? We're doing the best we can with what we have now. And then eventually we learn and uh, you know, we grow and progress, but here's the thing I don't want anyone to miss from what Julie just shared. She said, be willing to open your heart to, to receive and hear something 
different. And guys, what we have to remember is anytime something is different, it doesn't matter what it is in life. It is uncomfortable. Change is uncomfortable. And whenever we, whenever we entertain those things and we listen to those things, it is unsettling a little bit. And we've got to be able to kind of live in that discomfort to go, wait a minute, let me give this a chance. Uh, I'm sure at some point, Julie coming in to the inner circle, or at least maybe when she was still listening to podcast episodes, thought, I don't know what I, well, you did, you said like, I don't know if what I think about this. I'm just going to keep listening and see if, <laughs> basically see if it makes sense. So guys, when things are new or different, they're uncomfortable. Don't forget that. But sometimes that new and different thing is exactly what we need that will take you exactly to where you want to be. Right. So, um, man, that's, that's amazing, Julie. Um, any, any other final parting words before we wrap this up? I don't think so. I just really appreciate the opportunity. Oh, Thanks for let me share. No, it's, it's my pleasure. It's, I'm, I'm confident that everyone will go through a few tissues and get just a tremendous amount out of this, out of this episode. So Julie, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your story. And uh, I cannot wait to see you back in the inner circle group. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Tell me that wasn't amazing. <laughs> tell me that wasn't absolutely incredible. Look, guys and gals, you just heard Julie talk about how the big aha moment for her, like the big game changer was realizing that the missing element was self-worth in learning to love herself, self-love. That's what made all the difference for her. Not only now is she happier, she's also lost weight and has so much less stress and so much more peace when it comes to food and her body and weight loss in general. So whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're 30 or 50 or anywhere in between, if you connected with what Julie shared and you know that self-acceptance and self-love could be the missing element for you too, then do not wait. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard about it. The deadline to sign up for the self-love challenge, one month, one month self-love challenge is this week. It is 12 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, September 1st. 12 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, September 1st. Look, this is all about getting you to a better place mentally and emotionally. It's all about changing your brain, beginning to change your brain, piece by piece, bit by bit, so that you can naturally and easily change your body and have a better, more enjoyable life. If you are mentally and emotionally healthier, physical health can't help but follow. I want to say it again. I don't want you to miss it. Once you become mentally and emotionally healthier, physical health can't help but follow. It just comes as a natural result. See, when we begin to change your brain with self-love, everything that trickles down from your brain will be impacting your body and your life overall in a very positive way. So here's the thing. If you're unsure, if you're unsure and you're like, I don't know if this crazy, what is self-love school? What is a self-love challenge? I don't even know what that means. Then just do this. Get really, really honest with yourself and ask yourself, what do I really want? If your number one goal is just to lose weight, and you don't care, like I'll lose weight at all costs, I'll cut out all my carbs, I'll exercise myself to death, I don't care if I'm miserable for a period of time, I just gotta lose weight and I gotta lose it fast, then that's great, that's fine, you go do your thing, the, se the September self-love challenge is not for you. But on the other hand, if your true number one top goal, when you really dig down, is something more, something deeper, if you really wanna have more peace and less stress when it comes to your body and when it comes to food, if you really want to stop mentally berating yourself and beating yourself up every time you eat a cookie or you slip up or you do a little something wrong, 
if you really want to stop feeling ashamed or embarrassed about your body, if you really want to stop that constant nagging feeling that I shouldn't be eating this or I should be on a diet or I should be exercising, why am I so lazy? Why don't I have enough discipline? If you really want to stop all that, if, if you really just want to enjoy your life more and have less stress around your body and your weight, if you really would love to have more self-confidence and stop that negative self-talk, then the, you are perfect for this. This September self-love challenge is for you. You're ready for a new approach. You're ready to create what I call the can't-lose-win-win situation where you begin to love yourself more right now just like you are so that you're set up for not only a better life, but also for big-time, long-term weight loss success where you lose weight and you don't just regain it all. You lose weight and you keep going and you keep moving forward because you're learning to love yourself and you're enjoying the process. So if this is you, I encourage you to commit to yourself. Commit to yourself for one month and I and the entire Inner Circle group, we will commit to you. And I can pretty much guarantee it will be a transformational month. The deadline again to sign up is just around the corner. September 1st, Wednesday, 2021. 2021, September 1st, Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I cannot wait to see you inside the Inner Circle Coaching Group. Just go to Self Love Month. That is selflovemonth.com. Take care, my friends. God bless. Bye-bye.